Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. The Clippers are getting roasted on social media. I'm telling you, it's a bloodbath. It's 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 bad. They blew a 3-1 lead to Jamal Murray and Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. And man, people been saving those tweets, those uh, memes. I liked I liked it when I could call memes memes. I know that's not the correct way to say it, but. I like when I just when nobody knew exactly how to say it. He's just people called it memes. Now everybody knows memes. Well, whatever the case, people have had those memes ready to go, and it wasn't just fans that was roasting the Clippers. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, hit them with the one, two, three, Cancun. Magic Johnson was like the Clippers. Choked just like they choked before. I mean, it's some really good stuff out there. I suggest that you go check it out. You can go check it out on blacksportsonline.com. We have some of the best uh, tweets. But if you're on Facebook, Instagram, it's all over. They're getting on Pandemic P. Paul George has some of the worst nicknames of all time. Honestly. It's some of the worst nicknames of all time. PG-13, like, who's like, you know something? You know, it really, you know, got me all jazzed up going to a PG-13 movie. Think about it. If your nickname was Rated R or your nickname was PG-13, who would you be more scared of in the playoffs? You're like, look, hey, I got a big playoff matchup coming up. Uh, I'm going to be going against Rated R. Like, oh, man, I better get prepared. I'm going up against Rated R. That's almost X. But if you're like, hey, I got, I got a big playoff matchup, and I'm going up against PG-13. I'll be like, oh, it's a Pixar pick? The Disney? Must be Disney. Like Toy Story or something? The PG-13. The Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't be that concerned uh, about it, to be perfectly honest with you. And then he was playoff P. See, I don't know. I think he gave himself that name. I'm not exactly sure why. He had like a pretty good run for like a little bit, like six months with uh, Oklahoma City where it was kind of clutch. Like, a, a little, like the rest of his career, and in, 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 in Paul's been in the league for a while. He hasn't been very clutch, but he had like six months where he actually started hitting like game winners and locking people up and stuff. And he playoff P. First off, to be playoff anything, you have to probably have won a championship. You know what I mean? Like Kawhi can be like, you know, I'm playoff K. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't. You can't be playoff P if you have done nothing in the playoffs besides, you know, lose a lot. 
I, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of an oxymoron type of name. And when now when people call it playoff P, they call it a playoff P. You know what I mean? Like urination. Urination P. Kawhi's getting some slander too. Here's the thing. The problem, the reason that Kawhi is getting slandered has nothing to do with Kawhi. It has to do with how unlikable some of the other Clippers are. Specifically, Patrick Beverly, one of the and one of the Morris twins, uh, Harold. I mean, I think people like Lou Williams, but you know, Lemon, you know, but now he's Lemon Pepper Lou. So it's 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 that's the other problem. One one I always say one of the problems with teams is if it's one thing if the best players are likable, then you know it all comes down on him. But it, it is always annoying, I think, to not just myself, but also the fans, is that when the best player on the team is unproblematic, no drama, like like Kawhi Leonard, and then you have Patrick Beverly out here talking trash and, and doing the Dame time. and Like, you're Patrick Beverly. Like, you're a good little player. I mean, you're good defensively. I mean, you're a very good role player that, that teams need. No one is taking that away from you, but you're utterly dislikable. And so when bad stuff happens, it comes down on you. It's kind of like how stuff comes down on Steph Curry because of Draymond Green. And Steph's pretty unproblematic, but Draymond is always talking. Now, I will say this for the Clippers. I, I will say this for them. I will say that they should consider this a good thing, and I'll tell you why. Because you don't get slandered if nobody cares. You, you understand what I mean? Like, I, if, if if nobody cares, you don't get slandered. Like, you get a little slander, but not a lot of slander. Like, nobody slandered the Utah Jazz, right, when they blew their, their 3-1 lead. No one slanders, you know, the, the, the Donovan Mitchell, who else, who else is on the team? Ravishing Ricky Rubio. Mike Conley. Nobody, 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 nobody goes off on them. I mean, you get a little here and there, but in, by and large, not a lot. If, if they doing you like this, that means that, you know, you, you're moving the needle. And that's something that the Clippers haven't moved in 50 years. People care enough to slander you. I remember when Manny Pacquiao got knocked out. Right, that was a that was a glorious day on, on social media because people care. It's the reason why people always watch Floyd Mayweather, not because the fights were particularly interesting. They were just hoping for that day that he got KO'd. They were just hoping for it. Then they were gonna jump in. Same thing with Conor McGregor and, and other things. And trust me. And if the Lakers lose, it doesn't matter when they lose. If they lost to the Nuggets or they lose in the finals, the slanders is going to be as intense, if not worse, for the Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it's going to have Danny Green going through depression. and stuff. It's going to be worse. That's how it is when you're one of the it teams or one of the it players. Now, it didn't help that they went out there and made excuses. They were tired. They didn't have the right chemistry and, and all of this other stuff. You know, 
it here's the thing when you're popular eventually you're gonna you're gonna have that other side right like i said even Kawhi, the most unproblematic person in the world is getting heat now he should have stayed in toronto he should have did this he should have did that he's not a I saw so I think I saw Isaiah Thomas said he doesn't bring the proper energy to a team. Well, all this other stuff. It doesn't matter. Once you're in that elite level of either annoyance, you don't have to be great, right? Like Adrian Brown is not a great boxer, but he he moves the needle. If you just get into that lane where anything that you do, anything that you say can move the needle, then you got you have to accept that. When you fail, the slam is going to come swift and it's going to come hard and it's going to come long. I know that sounded sexual, but it wasn't supposed to. Uh, it was not supposed to sound like that. But don't make excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't make excuses. Yeah, don't do that. Just say you took your L. You know, you, you took your L. The better team won. I'm like Jamal Murray. They asked Jamal Murray, well, you got the lady. Yeah, but they got to worry about us. Also, this is another a good time to point out to, to people. It's a very important time to point out to people this, is that media knows nothing. And I and when I include media, I mean ex-athletes as well. They know nothing. Every I think they 19 people from ESPN picked uh, the Clippers over the Nuggets. Charles Barkley double guaranteed that it was over for them. They, like, you know, they don't know nothing. They're guessing. I'm not saying that you and I know basketball better than Charles Barkley, Shaq, and Kenny Smith. What I'm saying is they're still guessing. <laughs> they still, like, Barkley's been wrong about everything. I'm not saying that, you know, as a media person, and you, well, I have told you guys this before. Media people are just fans with checks. You know, it's their job to basically be a quote-unquote unbiased fan. Let's just be honest. That's all it is. You, the you ever hear the questions in the post game? You can ask those questions. They're not they're not groundbreaking questions. If if you could write, you can write. You know a lot of the stuff that you you do, especially now. At least back in the day, like you know, if you worked at a newspaper, you had to you know dr knock out those thousand five thousand word like pieces. You had to do some background research and something like like that. You don't have to do that now. You can post a video, a couple of memes, tell a couple of jokes, and basically. You can get into in, in, into the league as a media person, so it's it's not that difficult. So so we don't know anything. That's that's what I'm getting at. Just like you don't know anything, you're guessing too. I'm not saying you know more. I'm just saying you don't know any less. You know. So if you're like, hey, I think the Clippers are gonna win, and somebody else said I think the Nuggets are gonna win. Nobody, they just everybody's just guessing. Doesn't matter if you played, if you don't play, and don't believe all that stuff about. Oh, you don't know anything because you never bounced a basketball. You never did this. Look, if I go to a restaurant and I think the food is trash, I can say the food is trash without having to be a cook, without having went to culinary school. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like if a doctor messed up my surgery and I'm still limping, I can say the doctor's trash and I didn't have to go to medical school. That's one of the dumbest things I've done. Well, you're not an athlete. That don't make any sense. Just because athletes... Athletes get jobs in media not because they're good media people. It's because they're well-known. Let's not get it twisted, right? Kendrick Perkins doesn't have a job in media because he's good at it. He has a job in media because he's Kendrick Perkins, right? And Paul Pierce and all these other guys, you know. Now, they may turn out to be good at their jobs. I'm not saying that. 
what I'm saying is they're not getting the jobs initially because they're good. Jason Witten didn't get a job in the Monday Night Football booth because he was good at it. He he got a job because he's Jason Witten and he, he played for the Cowboys. Like I said, you could end up being good, like Tony Romo. But Tony Romo had no experience. You didn't know if Tony Romo was going to be good anymore. The reason that Tony Romo got a job is because he's Tony Romo. The reason that Drew Brees and probably Phillip Rivers and all these and Peyton Manning and all these other guys have jobs waiting for them after their career is because of who they are. Not because what they, you know, know. Not because they're any good at what media people do. Now, granted, media people aren't that great at what they do as well. So it's not, you know, so it's like a double-edged sword. But one of the reasons there's not as many media jobs is because they give the jobs to ex-players. That's why, at least initially, it's a little different now, but media people become beat reporters because players don't want to be beat reporters. They want to, you know, talk with Stephen A. Smith. They want to be on national television. They don't want to be the beat so what happens is, is actual media people have to grind and grit it out on the, the beat reporter scene. So slander was warranted for the Clippers. Let's see what happens next year. Um, I know Kawhi's on that small, Kawhi's on that, you know, LeBron path where he's take those small contracts and just be a sniper and just kind of go wherever he wants to go. So this could blow up quickly uh, for the Clippers. What in the blue hell? This was a story that we did on a BSO that I posted and, and gave the background information. And then I shut the hell up because sometimes on social media, you have to identify what stories are the ones that you just want to ease back on. You don't want to give too much opinions on. You know what people are thinking, and you know what you're thinking, but you just don't say it. You don't say it out loud. Now, the story that I'm talking about is WNBA player, superstar, uh, future Hall of Famer, uh, Maya Moore. Now, Maya Moore did an incredible thing. She took two years off from playing in the WNBA uh, to help a gentleman named Jonathan Irons. And Jonathan Irons' story is similar to thousands of black men um, that are probably incarcerated, you know, right now. Um, when he was 16 years old, he was accused of robbery and shooting someone uh, during the robbery at 16. He was tried as an adult. Uh, the witnesses, shady. Uh, the cop, racist. DA, racist, jury, racist, no physical ev evidence tying him to the crime. He actually had witnesses telling the cops that he was nowhere near the scene. Somebody else confessed. You know, you know how this goes, but he was still convicted at 16 and was sentenced to life in prison where he spent the next 23 years. Uh, before Maya Moore uh, became interested in this case. Maya Moore uh, was able to get him some really good lawyers, uh, started a petition to get him out of jail, put a lot of money behind it, got a lot of media coverage 
for it to the point that once uh, the media picked up on it and others, um, the, the state trying to get out of Dodge from their racist behavior, uh, finally let the man go or drop the charges. I think they ordered him a, a new trial, and the current DA was like, I don't want to deal with this, and was like, you're just free. Now, I had heard uh, uh, maybe a, a month or two ago, I had heard that they had hooked up Maya Moore and Jonathan Irons, uh, but there was no concrete evidence at the time, so I just let it go. Uh, but today they went on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts and announced that they're married. Uh, yeah, and they're married. Now, personally, I uh, don't. I, I don't have any. You know, I don't have any issues with it. I love is love, and all of that good stuff. Um, it, it makes sense why someone would put their career on hold for for two years. Uh, to help, you know, one individual, you would think that, you know, you could have still played and did the same thing. But when you have an emotional connection, it does become like a full time thing. I think it would be interesting because they had a documentary that is coming out. Um, and I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry or Lifetime movie as well at some point. But they do have a documentary coming out about how this all came about. So I would be curious if this was something that, you know, their feelings for each other happened organically while she was helping him or, you know, did he reach out and he was kicking some prison game and saying he was innocent and stuff like that. And, you know, she fell in love, you know, from the pen pal letters and then decided uh, to use her, her influence to help him. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I said to me, either way, I'm just, I'm just curious. Be, I'm just curious. Now I will say that uh I will say that a lot of people had some some interesting comments and some jokes and everything about it. But I mean, hell, if somebody got me out of jail after 23 years, I mean I yeah, I might marry them too. <laughs> I mean, he kind of owes her, you know, his, his life. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I like I said, I'm I'm just curious of uh, how she found out about him and then, you know, what transpired before. But if they're happy, I mean, that's all, you know, that's all that matters. It's just a, it's just another one of those 2020 stories that you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. That's, uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting story. I'm curious to see how that continues to play out years and years down the, uh, down the road, but I definitely think Tyler Perry uh, would do a movie. Um, also, in what in the blue hell is going on? Kanye is uh, tweeting up a storm. I think they uh, uh, locked his account for some stuff. He um, he put his whole music contract out there. He's peeing on Grammys and stuff. What he said about the music industry is a hundred percent true. Uh, but you know, this is one of those message versus the messenger things. Uh, we, we can't forget the fact that the man said slavery was a choice, that he he mocked, uh, uh, man, I can't think of a name right off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, he hangs out with Trump. He's trying to take uh, votes away from Biden. Like you can't, you can't ignore that just because he's making some good points about uh, the music industry. But, I mean, it's 2020. I mean, if you didn't know 
that music industry contracts are terrible by now. I mean, come on, you didn't need Kanye to tell you that, did you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think you need needed Kanye. Harriet Tubman. It just came to me. He mocked Harriet Tubman, but he's also saying he's like Jesus and Moses and all of this other stuff. So. I, like, I always, look, I, I think, you know, people that are bipolar and mental health issues are a serious thing. I'm not exactly sure if I believe that Kanye has any of that, besides maybe whatever the clinical term is for being an ego uh, egomaniac. Is that is that still, like, that's still a thing? Can you say that? I know some words you can't say anymore. Can you say egomaniac? I don't, you know, he, he people say, well, dang, Kanye, Kanye want to be the president you think Kanye yeah of course I think Kanye could be the president at some point not this year because we made Donald Trump the president so if Trump can be the only difference I guess Kanye is black so they probably wouldn't go that far but if Trump can be the president anybody can be the president and maybe that's his his legacy is that look you don't have to be great at all especially if you're white well actually you, you have to be white you couldn't get away with this if you was black you yeah you couldn't get so I take that back Trump legacy is that if you're a substandard white person to the lowest degree, just a horrible person, not very bright, uh, you can become president of the United States of America, which says a whole lot about our country. The Injustice League. If you haven't heard, the Big Ten is back. Uh, they're going to be starting up their season in a couple of weeks. going to do a, what eight, nine game season. Uh, the players, the coaches, the parents. Uh, all caused the fuss when they uh, initially canceled the season because of the coronavirus. Uh, but they got their wish, and, and football is back, and hopefully uh, the kids will be safe. Uh, one thing in the press release that concerned me uh, a bit, and this is why we have these segments, is they said that any of the kids that caught the coronavirus, they were going to uh, make sure that they had a full workup on their heart to see what the effects of the coronavirus has on your, you know, like your arteries and your heart and all of this stuff. You have the EKGs and things like that. So essentially they're using these kids as guinea pigs. So if we come to find out five years later that, you know, the coronavirus leads to heart failure and these kids start showing up dying. Yeah, well, they want to play football. O-H-I-O. <laughs> and I'm from the, you know, I'm Big Ten guy. I'm from the Ohio State University. So trust me, I love sports as much as anybody else. I just want people to be safe. Also, I find great irony, uh, great irony uh, in the fact that now they're going to be doing like daily testing. They're doing all this heart work, social distancing. Uh, they're, you know, the mask. They're taking all of these precautions uh, to get sports back going. You know something? If the general public uh, would have just done some of these things and or if the government would have provided some of these services to the general public, like uh, immediate testing and, and all of the other things that we need, you know, something we'd probably be back to normal by now, like all the other countries. I find it very, very ironic is that the, the people that scream, we want sports backs, so we want schools backs, so we want jobs backs, so et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera are the same people that dance in Walmart and Target with no mask on, who go to the to the Capitol in their Call of Duty uh, gear uh, to complain about wearing a mask. Think, just think about it like this. When you go to 7-Eleven or whatever, or you go to McDonald's or whatever, what, what what's one of the signs that you always see? You know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. 
That's no different than saying put a mask on. Nobody says, oh, man, I, I got to wear a shirt to go get me a, a smoothie. Oh, my God, I got to put on some shoes. It's taking five seconds to put on some slides to go get me a Big Mac. But putting on a mask, all of a sudden, you got you to gotta whine and cry and bring out your AK-57 in the streets. Just think about that. That's just white people stuff. I hate, I hate to say it like that, but it's true. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen what it's been about? I would say it's been about three, four months since people have been like, hey, you know, you really should wear this mask. And businesses are like, yeah, you can really wear the mask. It'll, it'll be beneficial to us. You ever seen one black person in any of those freak out videos? Not one black person. You ever seen one black person in any uh, why do I got to wear a mask freak out videos? Black people don't trip off stuff like that. We got bigger concerns, like you know, being shot by the cops. So we we don't have we, the, the issue about things of that nature as far as mask and that's 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 small stuff. You know, we have to worry about like white people have to worry about death by like virus. We have to worry about death by cop. We got much bigger issues. Uh, the other ironic thing about it was your boy Trump coming out and saying. Yeah, it was because of him that the Big Ten is back. And everybody was applauding him for that. Now, of course, the Big Ten said it had nothing to do with them. But that's neither here nor there because to Trump, I mean, he can tell as many lies as he wants. His, his followers are idiots, so they believe it. But the more ironic part is this, is that it's only stick to sports when it's you know, black issues. <laughs> that's literally the only time it is. That's the only time that it stick to sports. Shut up and dribble is when it's black issues. If we talk about cancer, it's all good. If we talk about the military, it's all good. Talk about the flag, it's all good. We talk about, you know, domestic violence, uh, it's all good. We talk about puppies, dogs, and treatment of dogs, uh, it's all good. If we talk about, you know, sending you know, politicians getting involved and in sending kids back to play football in a pandemic, that's all good. There's no problem with that. If it's the UFC and, you know, Dana White, you know, talked about being MAGA and pumping up Trump, it's all, it's all good. The only time that it's not all good to talk about something outside of sports while sports are going on is when it has to do with black people, when it has to do with racism, police brutality, injustice that's a problem then it's like just play just shut up and play entertain us boy dance for us that's all it is that's 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 all it is just think about it i'm not i'm not trying to convince you that's just the truth have you ever said you know something it's a little depressing to hear about breast cancer during a game i just want to watch the game no one says, you know something, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to hear about what's going on in, in, in Afghanistan. I, I, I just want to watch the game. That's, that's, you know, I, I just want to watch the game. No one says, ah, oh, man, Dana White, ah, uh, you know, I'm not going to get UFC 779 on Gilligan's Island because, you know, he's not sticking to sports. No one says that at all, ever. 
They never do. They only do that when it's black people, when it has to do with black people. That's society in general. We talked about it on the last podcast. Cop gets shot, all hands on deck. Cop shoots black person back seven times. Well, he should have been complying. Oh, he might have been grabbing for an invisible uh, knife that no one ever seen. He has a record. He has a warrant. He did crack back in 77. I don't even know if crack was out in 77, but you get what I'm saying. Every single time. Every single time. You know, it's all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Dog lives matter. <laughs> it's, it's all that. It's black. You can't say black lives matter. Now, if you say, you know, nobody says, hey, you know, it's breast cancer awareness month. Nobody says, hey, man, why don't liver cancer? Liver cancer matters. Where's liver cancer awareness of the month? Where's colon cancer? Where that's in there? Colon cancer? What, what about, you know, eye cancer? Well, you know, I need to know uh, why aren't all the cancers getting the same shine? Yeah, you don't hear that, do you? Yeah, I don't think so. I didn't think so. This is an important story for the Keep the Same Energy segment. And I, I want you guys to really pay close attention to what I'm talking about. Because this really illustrates why, to a lot of people, honestly, in an honest moment, they they truly do not care about Black Lives Matter. And they truly separate black people into different categories. And I, it's going to be clear when I explain the story. So, Steelers um, offensive lineman. Alejandro Villanueva. Um, you probably heard his story. He's, he's a he's a he's a veteran. I believe he was in Iraq or Afghanistan. He's done tours. He's heavy into the military. So let's get let's get that out there first. He's 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 Captain America. Like you know, I call JJ Watt Captain America. This this guy's really Captain America. Okay. Now, the Steelers, as a team, decided because the NFL, because they don't want to sign Colin Kaepernick, is doing all this other stuff. The NFL says, listen, you can have a pre-approved a social justice message and or you can have a name on your helmet of someone that was affected by social um, injustice or police brutality. Right. Pretty simple stuff. The Steelers, as a team decided to put the name of Antoine Rose on the back of their, their jerseys, right? Now, if you don't know Antoine Rose's story, uh, let me kind of explain it to you. I'll go, go on to Wikipedia uh, right here. And this happened in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, uh, Antoine or Antoine Rose uh, is 17 years old. And he was fatally shot uh, in Pittsburgh by a police officer named Michael Rosefell after being involved in a near-fatal drive-by shooting. Uh, he fled while officers was handcuffing the driver, and he was shot uh, in the back. 
uh, the cops or the cop, I should say, officer of Rosefeld uh, was charged with criminal homicide and he was acquitted uh, on all counts. So we have another situation where you have a young kid uh, getting into some trouble, obviously, but is running away uh, from the cops uh, when he shot um, in the back. Uh, there actually is, uh, you know, no real evidence of some of the things, you know, some of the things that he's being accused of. But you know how to how, you know, you know how how the cops are. They kind of trump up uh, stuff. So the Steelers decided that they were going to put, you know put uh, um, Antoine Rose on their back because he's a, a victim of police violence. Um, he's a victim of someone that was running, you know, going away from the cops, running away from the cops um, and was shot, you know, in the back. Pretty simple. Um, obviously, 99% of the times when the cops shoot and, and murder young black men and get away with it. Now, this was voted on as a team. At that time, Alejandro Villanueva could have, you know, expressed his dissatisfaction with the decision, but he chose not to. So we go to the first game of the season, and instead of Antoine Rhodes on the back of his helmet, he tapes over the name to honor U.S. Sergeant Alwyn Cash. Alwyn Cash is a hero. You know, while he was in service, uh, a bomb went off. He was able to get away pretty much unharmed, but his fellow soldiers were still uh, trapped. So he went back several times, saved all of his soldiers, but in the process of saving his, his the, the, the wounded, he burned over 72% of his body and passed away. Obviously a hero. And he's also black as well. So when we talk about keep that same energy, this is what I mean. And we talked a little bit about it in the other segment. Imagine if the NFL was doing a 9-11 a tribute week. And for that 9-11 tribute week, you are allowed to put servicemen or cops or whoever you consider the hero from 9-11. And you did that, and the whole team said we wanted to honor Hero A. And we're going to put Hero A on the back of our helmets. And then one black player put tape over Hero A and typed in the name Jacob Blake or Eric Garner or George Floyd or Brianna Taylor or Rodney King. How do you think that would have been received? I'm pretty sure people would have said, you know something, this was about 9-11. This was about the people that were heroes in 9-11. You made it all about yourself. 
This wasn't the time or the place. But they didn't say that to Alejandro Villanueva. MAGA called him a hero. MAGA thanked him for doing it. You know why? Because by taping over Antoine Rose's name, it's literally saying that black lives don't matter to me. Or in his particular case, it is saying only certain black lives matter to me. A black life that was a kid that was getting into some trouble. That's not it. That doesn't matter to me. It's saying in my mind that he deserved what happened to him. Because he, he ran. He didn't comply. He was in things that he shouldn't have been in. But this other black guy that was in the service, in the military, serving a country that doesn't, when he, if he would have came back alive, even if those heroic efforts, if he had came back alive, even after doing all of those heroic things, and on a random Sunday night he was driving and got pulled over by the wrong cop, he could have easily been Antoine Rose or someone else, black that's been shot by cops. No problem with celebrating heroes, black, white, or otherwise. A lot of heroes in the world. But when you basically thumb your nose at something that's about black people, black lives matter, police brutality, police murders, when you thumb your nose at it to just do whatever the hell you want to do, that tells me that you don't really care. You don't really care. And and to do it, and here's the thing. Could have had a hundred different ways that you could have celebrated Sergeant Cash. hundred different ways without disrespecting Antoine Rosen and making his mother upset. Do you really care about people or don't you? Do you care about how his mother felt seeing that? Seeing her, her son's name taped over? How she has to deal with questions about that? 17 years old. Did you think about that? You just think about yourself. It's selfish. It's selfish. I wouldn't go to a, like I said, I wouldn't go to a breast cancer rally and start talking about how the cops shoot black kids in the back. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That's that's irresponsible. That's uncaring. But if you do that, though, and as long as it's against, against black people, it's okay for a certain segment of our country because they don't care. Alejandro didn't care. They don't care. They feel like a certain segment of black people deserve to die, to be murdered. They don't take into consideration their family, their friends, their brothers, their sisters, their cousins, their aunts, their grandmothers, the community. They don't care. They don't care. And I tell you this, if the Steelers had decided to put a name of a young white man or white child, white teenager that was murdered by the cops, do you really think Alejandro would have taped over that name? Yeah, that's what I thought.
Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com. Register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.